Welcome to In the Name of Game. Welcome once again to In the Name of Game, a video game podcast. Today is May 9th, 2013. Okay, and uh, welcome again to our show. Uh, I'm your host, Iggy. I'm co-host David. I'm co-host Adam. And I'm co-host Knox. <laughs> Yay! <Woo>! <laughs> uh, we've, we took I a like how we always, we Sorry. pretty much always celebrate if we just get through our names. <laughs> We're <laughs> we such idiots. Such an achievement. <laughs> That's, that's well, that's guys, and then we fuck it up by talking about <laughs> it. That's so great. We all talk over each other. And we're like, Yay, we did it! Woo! We just lost yeah. another ten. Yeah, another ten seconds. <laughs> anyway, they were like, uh, "They did so good." Ah, those assholes! And then oh, we fucked well. it up again. So uh, we took a bit of a break. Uh, we're back, and we got some cool stuff to talk about today. Um, there's been some interesting little rumblings happening while we've been out. Um, first and foremost, for me, because I am a Star Wars nerd, uh, I was kind of keeping tabs on EA. Because uh, after LucasArts went kaput, uh, there was a lot of uh, rumbling rumors that um, EA was super interested in at least some of those IPs uh, taking them over from Disney. And it turns out that that wasn't so far off. That they, um, It sounds like they actually took over pretty much everything. Did they just pretty much snag whatever yeah. they they could get, right? The word was exclusive. Was yeah. So now, yeah. So Star Wars stuff is going to be, I guess, exclusive to EA now. Um, my assumption is that uh, I always get it wrong. Frontal Assault, right? Whatever the uh, the in progress first person shooter was that they at uh, uh, LucasArts was originally working on, I'm more than sure that EA is going to be uh, making that. Not so sure about Star Wars. 1313, that still is kind of up in the air. It sort of sounds like it may or may not be dead <laughs> compared to Frontal Assault. Um, but anything else is, is kind of in their domain. They also did mention that, uh, I mean, Bioware already was, you know, doing that kind of slightly failing um, MMO for Star Wars, but they kind of hinted that now that we own everything uh, Star Warsy for video games, we can have Bioware do more Star Wars games if we want. Which I fucking supremely hope that maybe someday they'll make a Kotor three. I don't, I don't know. It's still kind of unknown because um, they just had to push that fucking MMO out the door, so that kind of throws a wrench into the works. But um, if they have free reign on Star Wars stuff now, that may actually be a possibility again. So, uh, But the bad part is that they will not be shipping any Star Wars games before April 2014. So if you are hoping that the in-progress games were actually going to come out this year, you better put that hope somewhere else because it's it's not happening. Um, I'll tell you where to put your hope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, stow it away somewhere far, far away. But um, I think... uh, I don't know. I'm still unsure about whether this is a good thing or a bad thing because EA, as of late, has been kind of fumbling with their with their franchises. Yeah. So just a baby bit, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know. I 
there's still potential. I mean, the developers themselves aren't bad. It just seems like EA, as a publisher, makes some kind of shitty moves now and then about like how to handle their games. But um, I'll be sure to keep tabs on you know what develops. I were there any franchise or were there any titles you guys were hoping that EA might pick up within the Star Wars universe? I mean, is anyone ever hoping that EA picks something up? <laughs> <laughs> well, the good only good thing is, like, there's there's Dice and there's Visceral Games, and they're I mean, they're good developers within EA, so it's yeah. like they've made good games. So just imagine them with a bit of a Star Wars tint to whatever right. they're doing. So it, it has the potential. I don't know. I mean, it could, it could go horribly it's, wrong. That's the whole thing. Like, it's just such a tricky thing to say. Like, I, you know, I would always buy a new Rogue Squadron, probably. Like, I love that series, but I don't know if EA does it. It just seems like a really, it's a minefield. Yeah, I mean, do they have a developer? For example, my hope at the time when uh, Disney picked up uh, LucasArts was that maybe LucasArts will make a, a, re- a rebooted or refreshed kind of uh, X-Wing TIE Fighter game. Right. Like, I always thought of Rogue Squadron yeah, as sort of a read. spiritual succession. But, yeah. Well, but, like, X-Wing was always really? fucking harder, though. Oh, God, I love so X-Wing. so much more, like... I wasted so much time in my life on X-Wing. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was a solid series. It and was. I, I always felt like, isn't it kind of weird that they never kind of made a spiritual successor. Like, yeah, there's Rogue Squadron and stuff, but that was like... That, uh, what was that game? There was uh, Rebel Assault or whatever? Oh, or God, that's Rebel not Assault. the same, though. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Kidding. there was another one. It was There was one... <laughs> it had a name like that. I can't remember the name of it. But it was another flight game after those two. In the uh, same. Rebel and It was first it was, person? Yeah, it was set... Yeah, and it was just really fun. It was exactly like X-Wing and TIE Fighter. It's just they added a story and stuff like that, and I can't remember the name of it. I mean, the story thing sounds like Rebel Maybe it was Assault. X-Wing Alliance? Uh, X-Wing Alliance? Is that what I'm thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it was X-Wing Alliance. Yeah. X-Wing Alliance. So was X-Wing Alliance, like, when was that? Do you know the year? Uh, it, well, God, that was 1999. So it was, but it was still pretty old, though. Like, yeah, first, like, I, I, I just realized I'm old. That's what I'm <laughs> Shit. Well, if you think 1999 is old, I think EA should remake Shadows of the Empire. Actually, you know, I love that game on 64. That's not a bad idea. I mean, yeah, I could see that. That was kind of shitty, though. Like, Dash Rendar is not like they totally made him like, hey, here's like Han Solo 2.0, and he was not at all. Oh. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? The prince, the bad guy. He's pretty, pretty cheesy in it. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh god, I don't know. He's a green dude. Remember? Did it start with an X? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Zizor or what? Yeah, Zizor. Yeah, that's I can't right. remember. Yeah, I, I also. But I, then I again, just... yeah. Since since this game came out, there were the three prequels that were way worse and way cheesier <laughs> in every way imaginable. Yeah. So. Can't hold it against this game, really. Yeah, I, I just sort of... I don't know. A part of me wonders if they're going to try and go after Dark Forces. Speaking of really old games that are first-person shooters. but Well, Dark Forces, I wonder if it would have the same problem that, like, Duke Nukem had. Where, you know, yeah. it was made in a different era. And it was, like, that pseudo 3 right. And you it know, was cool for the time. But if you translate that to now, will it just end up looking like Star Wars, you know, Battlefield? <laughs> There is that question, but right now, I don't know, did anybody here ever play uh, Rise of the Triad by chance? No. Oh. Uh, 
Well, they're making a new Rise of the Triad, and it's definitely a product of its time, which was, you know, mid-90s, that era of Doom clone, pure Doom mm-hmm. clones. And uh, they are, I don't know if it's a remake or a reboot or what, but they're making one right now, and it actually looks really well done. But that's because they didn't try to, like, modernize their game so much as they just did the same game, same fast movement, all that jazz, with updated graphics, kind of. See, I, I don't trust... <laughs> I don't trust EA to do that, though, because you no. know EA, they'll be no. like, no, we have to make it look like some newer version of it. Like, we need to make it look like a current <laughs> FPS if we're going to do, like, an FPS-style game or whatever. Like, I don't think they feel confident enough in mimicking the older look of whatever right. the game is, which is too bad because nostalgia is big right now. Like, a oh, yeah. lot of Kickstarter-type games are, are making it practically just because they look like old games. Yeah. So, like, because people really dig that kind of old style but uh i feel like ea doesn't quite get that and so they're just trying to like maximize their polygons you know so i don't think <laughs> maximize your polygons <laughs> maximize them all yes i don't think, I think maximum gonna... polygon would be an awesome band name <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah hmm. that would be that should be the band that does like the uh does the blood dragon uh oh god that soundtrack yeah you maximum guys you guys polygon. know of Pol- uh, power glove the band? Oh, oh the band? No. Oh. I thought you were actually talking about the Power Glove. I was like, what? This is a weird jump, but yeah. I know no, I was going to say, because uh, Power Glove did all the music for Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, and it's phenomenal. There is one part that Chase, with his super ears picked up, um, there's a there's a section where they actually used a track from Rocky Four. I don't know nice. if any of you guys actually have That's the soundtrack. Right. But it's uh, no, but I did recently see it in theaters. Well, a couple months back. Really? But, yeah. Awesome. Oh wow. And everyone knows Hearts on Fire. Come on. But no, it was uh, it was one of the, like the instrumental tracks. But it's like it's in near the end of the the game, and he's like, "Wait a minute, that's from Rocky Four. I'm like, "There's no way. Maybe they're just doing like a cover or something. And he loads up the fucking like he bought on iTunes the Rocky Four <laughs> soundtrack. And he's like, "It's this one right here." And I'm like, "Oh shit." Okay. Wait, wait, he didn't have to buy it. He could just go to YouTube and find that. He could have, <laughs> but that just proves how much he liked the fucking soundtrack because he yeah. had it on iTunes. <laughs> um, but it's great. It's, it's to- We'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, it's super awesome. But I was hoping, like, there's so many different uh, IPs, uh, Star Wars IPs, that kind of got started but never really developed. Like, uh, I've mentioned it before, but I would love it if they did... Um, a uh, continuation of uh, Republic Commando, because Republic Commando was a lot of fun. It, it's one of the few first-person shooters that has like good squad-based controls. Like you command like AI squad mates that aren't like super retarded. They're pretty normal. <laughs> they're not they're not geniuses, but they're they're better than the average squad mates. Um, but I'd love to see they're something only... like that. Nice. Yeah, but they're clones, so you know they're maybe you can forgive some things. <laughs> maybe they're just kind of slightly <laughs> retarded clones. Um, yeah, so EA has a potential gold mine in their hands, or a big pile of crap. I, I guess it could go either way. Um, yeah, so so there's that. Uh, there were also a bit more details on how many uh, employees were let go during that massive firing thing a while back. Um, and the other thing, too, was that it wasn't just all at once. They kind of 
spread it out over the course of like it felt like it was at least a month or two rolling out some more layoffs yeah so it was it was get this it was 900 employees wow (laughs) 900 Uh. is a lot (laughs) (laughs) is a lot Uh yeah well okay so it says the company's worldwide headcount prior to the layoffs was 9,000 so they actually have a shitload of of company yeah but still it's 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 quite a lot um and there was also, I, I can't remember if we mentioned this in the previous show, but uh, they've also been kind of hush-hush about certain uh, developers uh, in terms of how many people were let go from like specific ones. Like We all know how Warfighter totally tanked, but um, they've been super uh, elusive about uh, how many people got let go from that team and if that team even exists anymore. Because a, a while back... Um, did I mention this? A while back, somebody tried to do an interview with EA and said, like, okay, so can you tell us about what Danger Close is doing now? And they weren't really saying. They're like, oh, well, we're just not focusing on Warfighter for the time being. And then the, they said something like, well, uh, they paused. And they're like, well, does Danger Close still exist? <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't say one way or the other. So that by itself is like, hmm. <laughs> you, you'd think... If they were definitely still around, that of course you'd be like, oh yeah, of course Danger Close is still around. But that's very weird that they didn't uh, want to make any kind of answer. So that might really suck for somebody. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's a lot of people. Um, they're doing massive restructuring, quote unquote. Um, so that makes me a little nervous for whatever games they're going to be developing. I'm hoping when they do make these new Star Wars games that they're doing it with full teams and teams that are set up for this kind of stuff. I'm also hoping hoping that it's uh, next gen. Like, wouldn't that be shitty <laughs> if it's made with current gen stuff and you're like, come on, I've been waiting for this series for so long to start up again and you're giving me it on, like, you know, half-assed graphics. But uh, we'll see. So there's that. Um, speaking of revitalizing franchises, um, if you may or may not have seen Wolfenstein, has a new trailer that was out this week, I believe, called Wolfenstein: new, The New Order. Um, I didn't get so much of the details behind the story itself. I do know that uh, I think it's supposed to take place in like the '60s. So basically, from the the trailer, it looks as if like okay, you assume the Nazis must have won in this alternate reality or something, and they've gotten to the point where they're making like Nazi mechs. So yeah. the the trailer has them stomping around to um, <laughs> to Jimi Hendrix's uh, um, all. All aboard the Watchtower. All aboard. All aboard the Watchtower. All along the Watchtower. Sorry, I was think I was still thinking about those mechs. I got distracted. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> you know, kind of standard fare with how they make trailers these days. Oh, let's get a popular piece of music that may or may not go with what you're watching, and you know have. Um, <clears throat> nicely rendered graphics that are probably not really representative of what the hell the game's going to actually look like. No big exactly. surprises. <laughs> so if you like the franchise, maybe your interest would be piqued. Maybe it wouldn't be. Um, keeping in mind, this is not the first time that they've tried to revitalize Wolfenstein because just a couple of years ago, uh, I believe Activision, was it Raven Software? It was Raven. Yes. Yeah, so Raven made a Wolfenstein game, which wasn't bad. The multiplayer was pretty bad, but the the the, the single player campaign was not that bad, um, and that kind of 
I can't really remember if people really freaked out about it or not. Like, it seems like it did okay, but I don't remember it making any big waves. Yeah, or anything. yeah well, there wasn't really any major reaction to it from what I remember. It was just like, oh, uh, they made Wolfenstein. Yeah, like it came and it went, but yeah. it, was, it wasn't a failure, so that was good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so this is done under Bethesda as a publisher, though. So, maybe. Right, and it's made by Machine Games, but this seems to be the only game to their credit. Yeah. So. Well, I actually don't know about, like, maybe Machine Games is built of developers from various other successful yeah. uh, devs, so maybe it'll be fine. I'm not really sure. But, of course, I'm not sure why he chose to talk about this, but Warren Spector, <laughs> a.k.a. the guy that made Epic Mickey <laughs> and yes. Epic Mickey 2 that did not do well, um... Oh, and, and he also developed for Deus Ex. I don't want people getting mad at me about that, because that's the, the good thing that he developed. Um, he really got pissy about the trailer. <laughs> maybe he was just having a bad day. I don't know. So uh, I got to read his quote, because it's pretty funny. So, okay, there, there's the Jimi Hendrix song, right? Um, and it had B.J. Blaskowitz's voice, or whatever that Wolfenstein's version of his voice is going to be, uh, as a narration for the trailer. And it's that kind of typical, like, leading guy voice that you would expect. Like, it's low, and it's gravelly, and it's serious, you know. Nothing, you know, new. So he said, uh, oh, and could we all agree, uh, just agree that we'll never use the generic gravelly whisper trailer voice guy ever again? And one more thing. Please stop using Jimi Hendrix to promote your adolescent male power fantasies. So a lot of people are like, wow, what the fuck? All um, kids want to be Nazis when they grow up. <laughs> yeah, but he he kind of backpedaled a little bit, and he said, "Oh, it's not it, it's he's not holding the new Wolfenstein as emblematic of everything I think is wrong with the game industry. All I was saying is that I'm personally sick of shooters. I'm sick of a particular look and tone. I'm very sick of a particular trailer narration style, and I am worried about the state of the core game business. <laughs> I can't so, wait for his next title because that's just going to be." So out there and so original. Every single aspect about it is never going to be done before. Yeah. Come on. Epic Nazi. Epic I can think of a lot of bad ways of developing that. I'm not going to say it. Um, considering that Epic Mickey had paint. Um, no, I'm not even going to bother. Okay, so. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, can, we, can, we go can, we, can we Can we go to that dark place in your mind here? If you were a little, like, instead of a, a Mickey jumping around with paint and painting things, if you were a little Nazi guy jumping around, like, painting over things it's with, all, like, like, white paint? Is that what you're saying? Well, not necessarily white paint, but, like, oh. I don't know, fucking making swastikas? I have no clue. Like, you could easily make something really, like, an awful version of Epic Mickey if you really wanted to. But, or uh, if the if the Nazi party wants to be really hip, they could they could do like a yeah they could do like a, a jet set radio sort of graffiti mm -hmm. thing with not, with only swastikas everywhere. Oh man, you know that would be different. Hip, hip is the word you're looking for. I don't know if I yeah. call it hip. Super hip. Um, oh, so then, so Warren Spector said all that stuff, and everybody was like, what the fuck? So he had to return. I think he said this on Facebook. So, And this also isn't the first time he said something negative. He apparently also said some stuff about, um, if you've heard of the weird game Lollipop Chainsaw. Yep. Like oh, grasshopper yeah. manufacturer, so he said for that game that there are some games that should just not be made. 
I want content that is relevant to my life, said in the real world, he said, at the time. Uh, if we're going to reach a new audience, we have to stop making games for teenage boys or even teenage girls. Wait, 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 hold on. Warren Spector <laughs> said this? Yes, still? yes. He said he wants games set in the real world. Real world. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's ironic, yes. <laughs> But uh, um, so he must be tripping balls on LSD <laughs> every single day. <laughs> but he had to do some massive backpedaling. So I, I guess he said the uh, Wolfenstein stuff on Facebook. So he returned to Facebook today to issue an apology to the Wolfenstein team and to expand <laughs> on his belief that there's quote unquote too little variety in games today. So he says, I owe the Wolfenstein team an apology. I wasn't trying to diss you on your or your game. I have total respect for anyone making a game. I know how hard it is. And to everyone who pointed out that I didn't know enough about the game to judge, well, you're right. Consider this my mea culpa. Uh, he also said that Wolfenstein was merely in the line of fire and that he's been shooting at this target for a long time. So it's like he had more of an issue with first-person shooters, and this was just bad timing, supposedly, on his part, where, you know, here's a trailer for first-person shooter, and it's encapsulating everything that he hates about the genre. Right. And the trailer genre, apparently, as well. So, um, yeah, he's like... Uh, though I was wrong to take out general frustrations on an individual game and a single team, I'll stand by my overall statement about lack of variety and innovation in mainstream gaming. I was simply expressing, once again, my long-held belief that we make too many shooters, lots of which look, sound, and feel like basically the same game dressed up in different clothes. I've been saying that for years. It's nothing new. So, I think it's a little, I don't know. It's I, think he, I get what he's saying, but he just put it in like the completely wrong <clears throat> Yeah, when you snap at somebody and you have like a smarmy way of doing it, like yeah. mentioning like the the watchtower kind of those comments, it's like it's really going to weaken any sort of argument you had. <laughs> you can say, you know, generic or generally speaking about shooters all these things and people well, and people will agree. But when you're picking on one company that all they did was release a trailer. They didn't trailer. even show any of their actual game yet. <laughs> for you to judge you know yeah yeah it was just such a it was such a snide snarky way to go about it and yeah and the funny thing too is he so, he got like for some reason this was the tipping point for him for first person shooters but if you think about it this year in this past year we've seen first person shooters try different avenues so like Maybe a year or two ago, I would say, yeah, we have a lot of samey kind of shooters. But we've actually gotten kind of, um, I wouldn't call it a new renaissance or anything because we're still doing some of the same problems. But we've uh, experienced a bunch of shooters that are trying different things or at least we're finding their own little corner that they can make themselves stand out from. Like Dishonored was pretty interesting if you guys played it. Bioshock Infinite, yep. great. Uh, yep. Far Cry 3. <laughs> Blood Dragon, really good. I keep saying it just because I love it so much. Um, but but every game, and even the popular titles, seem like they're trying to push into their own little corners so that it, we're not experiencing that same, what year was that? Like maybe two years ago where everything was quote-unquote like brown and gray. You know, like everything felt like it took place in a desert or in a um, just a world void of of bright colors <laughs> so i think it, it's funny that he his timing uh for the statement is is now considering that we had more variation in our shooters this time around we still have a lot of first person shooters and that might turn more into somebody's personal preference because i enjoy first person shooters i also enjoy third person games 
adventure game. So I'm not sure if, if maybe he just doesn't like that genre at all. So it's all, just always been a bias for him. Because from his, his descriptions of things, yeah, I mean, he doesn't like everything being samey, but it also kind of sounds like that might never never have been an interest of his to begin with. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I know Deus Ex is, you know, first person, but that was a long time ago. And, and the purpose of that was also different. That wasn't like a typical FPS. That was kind of more like, um, I don't know, what you call it, like a little bit more RPG-like, you know? Yeah. Uh, compared to, especially compared to the more recent, like Human Revolution. Although even Human Revolution had RPG elements, so it's not super R- uh, FPS either. Um, so yeah, naughty, naughty Warren Spector <laughs> should learn from all these other people that keep getting their asses in trouble from saying quotes like that without the proper context. That's a lesson no one will learn. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were just talking about that in the last episode, right? Of um, I forgot the yeah. dude's name, the Microsoft guy, blabbing about uh, always on, uh, being, <laughs> you know, not a big deal, and yeah. everybody should get yep. over it. And, and then, he just got his ass handed to him. Yeah. Yep. Oh, speaking of always yep. on, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So here's the funny thing. I believe last episode we talked about Cliffy B's response to that and how stupid his response <laughs> was. <laughs> um, but what's interesting is Sony has uh, made a statement saying that uh, PS4 will not include always-on functionality. As the way they, yeah, it, it was like never even considered it. Yeah, he's like, uh, um, the president, Shuhei Yoshida, he said, did we consider it? No, we did not consider it. The main reason being that many countries don't have robust internet connections. It makes sense for people to have internet connections to play online games, but for offline games, there are many countries that we saw that do not have robust internet, which is what I was always saying, because you, the, the, one of the shitty points that Cliffy B made in his stupid little Tumblr post was that um, he was assuming that if everybody didn't have high-speed internet, that they were behind the curve, behind the times, like, oh, get with the program, everybody has this now, like, all the cool people do, like, fuck you, because just because you have it doesn't mean that that is the norm. There are still millions of people that do not, or they have a connection that sucks, or, or they will not always have a consistent connection. You know, so you have to, if you want to be effective in selling to customers, you've got to consider, like, you have a lot of different kinds of customers. And it's something that clearly he, his type of, him, I was going to say his type of, per, his type of person, like, his thought process, like, he doesn't consider that even as a factor, which is crazy to me, uh, which is maybe another reason why he's retired. So get the hell out of here, Cliffy B. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that not a fan of him. Um, so yeah, so PS4. That statement made me feel better. I mean, I was already going to get a PS4. It, it was kind of like a like a golf clap kind of statement. Like, all right, <laughs> yeah, I, I can get with this. Yeah. What's interesting though is uh, Microsoft still has to reveal their next gen info, and I believe that's May twenty first. Yes. Um, and they still have not said anything about definitively like if they're going to be always on or not. So I'll be really curious to see what their statement will be now that Sony's laid down the gauntlet. Like, hey, we're not doing it. Are you doing it? <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, speaking of always on, uh, SimCity with all its problems, I guess it's still like it's not like they're removing that DRM or anything. Um, but Sims Four, I think, was just announced. 
Um, so I'm curious if they're going to try to do Always On for The Sims 4 as well. <laughs> I mean, it's a sim game, so my assumption would be, like, they, they probably, before this, like, hellstorm of, 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 you know, Always On stuff happened, I bet they were probably thinking, oh, we'll just do Always On for them, too, because, you know, it's another Sims game. But I wonder now if they're going to. Hmm. You guys probably don't play Sims, right? No. No. <laughs> Yeah. Sim ants. No. If they made a new Sim ant, I would play that. Well, what if it was always Sim on? Um, no, then I wouldn't. I don't support that. <laughs> because I, I was talking with some uh, my coworkers in the office, and they were telling me like, um, I guess there are some guys, I guess, that play The Sims, but why is it? It's always been kind of traditionally more like girl, female players that play it. Does anybody know? Because it's all like I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's all like home starting and stuff, you know. And like, but it's actually a lot of like you're controlling people's lives. You'd think that everybody would have some weird interest in in that, you know, like, and you can make them do awful things, and you know, like the, god the, am I. The, yeah, exactly. You you're essentially a god to these Sims. So I would think that maybe guys would really like that too, because there's this whole like controlling aspect. It's kind of strategic in a way, but not very loosely strategic. Um, Here's how they get all the guys interested. <laughs> they, you have a gun shop. Oh, God. Open. Okay. <laughs> you can go and purchase guns and then just kill all your neighbors because that's, you know, what all guys do on all games all the time. <laughs> At least in War Inspector's world, anyway. Yeah, we should wait for the trailer before we make any judgments, though. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I'm not going to buy it unless there's a Jimi Hendrix song, so. Oh, God. <laughs> That's how I make all my purchasing decisions. <laughs> Has Jimi Hendrix? Check. Yep. All my cats are starving to death because no cat food commercials have Jimi Hendrix songs. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'm waiting. I keep telling them, like, any day, any day now, you guys will be fed. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention this along with the EA news. So this is kind of a womp womp. But um, so EA is deciding to skip the Wii U (laughs) for their games, for the next gen games, which is probably going to be a big ouchie for uh, the Wii U. Uh, yeah, because, we'll see. It's kind of a, a sketchy article, though. But well, it's it, it just sounds like it's it. They said, "quote unquote," it's not too promising because they want to have consoles that are compatible or w- will work well with a, the new Frostbite engine, Frostbite Two. Um, and they, from their tests on the console, they found it was not too promising. So, um, to the point that they don't even want to. Next, necessarily go down the path of porting for that system. So um, let's see. It says leaked slides from earlier this year revealed that EA has approximately 15 games in development that use Fo- Frostbite 3. And the implication that being that the Wii U gamers are going to miss out on some big titles, including Battlefield 4, Star Wars, and the next Mass Effect, and um, as Joystick pointed out last week, this year's version of Madden NFL. So you got big titles. That will just totally fly by the Wii U, and we already—I think we talked about last time—Wii U's not doing very well. Yeah, uh, I don't know though. I mean, the thing is about Wii U is how many people really bought that, expecting to play EA titles? Because it seems like Nintendo's almost becoming niche in a way. Like, well, what was weird was uh, I thought the same thing was going to happen with the 3DS because it also was kind of lax with the releasing titles that were like must-haves. 
But it sounds like, in comparison, they didn't do quite as bad. Um, the Wii U, on the other hand, it's like it's just so much worse. <laughs> and it seems like most games still haven't really picked up on, on making a must must play thing with that tablet. Um, like, they're not doing uh, options that make you go like, oh, that's super awesome. They're just kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> you know, it's been very lukewarm of a response. And, and just like the previous console, unless it's a first party game, it seems like it's not really um, getting the most out of uh, uh, that that whole interface. So, fucking... <laughs> that's, that's the Podcasting gamer. Podcasting live from the 405. <laughs> that's the gamer just saying, like, adios, Wii U, and they're leaving. Uh, yeah, but it just sounds like it's flopping. It's flopping slowly. But it's flopping. Yeah. <laughs> so, Slow-mo belly flop. Also, it might not seem as fast because the other two consoles haven't come out yet. It might like go straight into the ground as soon as uh, the new Sony and Microsoft systems come out. So we'll have to I wait mean, see Nintendo's on that. Nintendo's definitely... I mean, everything you hear about the Wii U and Nintendo lately is... is they're, they're trying really hard now, I think, to try to approach well, some... They have to. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, like, even at, you know, they hoped they'd had that whole E3 thing where they backed out of the press conference or whatever. Yeah, good job. And you just wonder, you know, you, you kind of wonder what the motivation behind that is. Well, I kind of, they claimed, from what I remember from the article, they claimed that it was because they were already doing these, like, direct-to-consumer sort of videos with their updates on what they were doing. I didn't even know they were making direct-to-consumer videos. <laughs> so clearly something they're not doing, uh, they're not doing something uh, to be effective with this. Um, maybe well, if somebody was already you, going to the system. They also sent out that message to all the, all the Wii owners. Do you guys hear about that or no? No. What's up? They sent it out and said that like, Oh guys, you know that you can play your games on the Wii U, and you know that your controllers work on the Wii U, and it's not just an upgrade. So you guys should go out and get it. If it looks like a Wii U and it plays like a Wii U, and and you know that when you transfer shit to over to your Wii U, you'll never be able to transfer it back over to your Wii, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I thought that was pretty shitty. You should be able to have the option of moving it back and forth. Yeah, I don't. Locking you out sense. of the old system is like, well, fuck. You just got like a, a brick, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's not so good. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I really don't know of anything else to say. Like that, that might sound potentially positive. It just sounds like they're just slumping really slowly. Um, yeah. Better like next time, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> next time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah. Um, uh, that's kind of all the really interesting news. There's some some minor things about you know various new games or DLCs coming out, but uh, unless you guys want to specifically talk about those, um, that that leisure leisure suit Larry uh, Reloaded is going to be out soon. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I was thinking about nostalgic games, but uh, that reminded me. Um, I think there's your real life war inspector. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the, the funny thing about Leisure Suit Larry Reloaded is it's not like a new game in the series. I think it's really just a remade version of the very first game. Really? Yeah. It was oh, one man. of those. It was either Indiegogo or like Kickstarter or something like that. And it's actually, um, what's his face? Al Lowe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Rob Lowe. That's not right. Rob Lowe. Um, 
<laughs> he does the voice Tra- of Creator of Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> actually, I could kind of, no. Um, no, Allo, yeah, he's actually behind the, the remake of this. So you know it's wow. going to be accurate because he's behind it. Um, doing it. Yeah, it's surprisingly expensive. It's nineteen ninety nine. Let's say nine. Nineteen. Huh? For a PC, Mac, Linux, Linux. Oh, interesting. Nice. Um, and, and, That's expensive. And for my, well, for a remake, I guess I've been I've been seeing all these Kickstarter prices, and sometimes they tend to be like, you know, fifteen ish or ten, huh. considering that the game's already been out and they're really just kind of giving it a new um, paint job, essentially. Um, I guess 19.99 is not that bad. Yeah, uh, you're being yeah. cheap. I take it back. Uh, if they had a totally remastered Quest for Glory for 19.99, you bet your ass I would pick that. So, I just wasn't. Uh, I feel bad now. I wasn't that big of a Leisure Suit Larry fan. So, <laughs> that, I don't think you were uh, the demo. No, although I know a lot of other like girl type gamers that did play pretty much every. Uh, Sierra online game, so they did like it. He's also kind of a cheese ball. Like it wasn't. I I know some guys would get some like kind of porny stuff out of it, but you know at the time it was super PG thirteen. Like you wouldn't really see a boob even. <laughs> it was just always like hints of it or him being really kind of lecherous or whatever. Yeah. But um, it was always kind of slightly harmless until some some of the later games where they actually. Do you remember that that newer game, the Leisure Suit Larry? It was on a CD, and it was not new-new, but it was, like, maybe the last five to ten years. Sure. And they actually had to advertise it. Like, I saw an advertisement on TV saying you had to order it, like, online. Like, you couldn't get it at the store because apparently they did have too much, like, porny stuff in it. Damn it. And I was like, what? Like, that's a huge change from, like, the original games where it was always just, like, teasing it, not really just yeah. it. It was so, all supposed to be, like, tongue-in-cheek, not, like, for real. Right. right. And he's such a loser. It's not like he really was some, like, Casanova yeah. or whatever. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's going to be out soon. Um, I don't think there's any other... I'm trying to think of any other remake games. I haven't really been paying enough attention to those ones. But, uh, yeah, so there's that stuff. Um, in terms of games, have you guys been playing any interesting games this past week? Hmm. Or past two weeks, I guess? And yeah, Injustice I've been playing. Oh, how was it? I, I wanted to... I keep checking the red boxes for it, but it's like they just haven't added it yet. Because I, I kind of didn't want to buy it because I, I think long-term I don't really want it, <laughs> but I wanted to buy it, you know? Yeah, you're going to be able to finish the campaign really quickly. That's right. Uh, the th- yeah, the thing is, like, I, I pretty much suck at fighting games. I'm so out of practice, you know? Haven't been playing since, like, Super Nintendo, honestly, for fighting games. But wow. did they make? Uh, I thought Injustice was trying to be more like noob friendly. Well, it is in that you can, you know, do the you can hit pause and check out all the moves, mm. and and like it's pretty noob friendly in that I can, I can pretty much, you know, cheap shot my way through the entire game. Oh really? So yeah, as an easy mode or just the moves themselves? No, it's the. I mean, it's. Uh, I definitely. I'm not playing on an easy mode, you know. But now, are are you playing the story? or Are you playing versus people? The story. Uh, so what do you? I think, think I'm gonna get story? my ass handed to me for if I. The story's really great. Like it's it's pretty legit. And uh, Alan Tudyk, you know, does the voice of Green Arrow, which is nice. amazing. He's the one. Damn it! I knew I recognized yeah. that voice. Oh yeah. I, I love it. He's he's the best part of it. Um, 
it I think other people have said this too, acknowledge this, but it actually makes Aquaman an interesting character. Yeah, they tried real hard. <laughs> well, it, it worked because like he's you need fun to, f- to play with. With Phil Omar's voice. Yeah, I know. That's that's the weird part. But. It's like we couldn't get Jon Stewart, uh, Green Arrow, uh, Green Green Lantern, sorry, too many greens. Um, we couldn't get Green Lantern, so or that Green Lantern, so we just made him into Aquaman instead because his voice is too awesome to not use. Um, yeah, No, I watched uh, somebody had this long, it was like an hour and a half or two hours long, just the, the story cutscenes all put together. Yeah. And the funny thing is when you watch it, I think I mentioned this last time, right? It, it feels like like an episode of Justice League. Like if you ever watched the old Bruce Tim, you know, series. Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes, and yeah, it, it's. I think it's on par. Like it's really good. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not like amazing because some of it is still is kind of cheesy. But as a comic yeah. book story, it's perfect as a comic book story. They it, all the characters' voices feel appropriate for those characters. Like they don't sound like they're out of character ever. Yeah. Um, and, and you have almost all the same voices from the cartoons as well. So it's like, if you were like a Bruce Timm fan, you'll really like this stuff just because I think there's only a handful of them that had, they had to pick different voice actors for. So, yeah. You know who they should have used for, instead of Phil Lamar, uh, they should have used Michael Winslow. Oh, come on. What's he if- done lately? Not sound effects in his home? I don't know. In his home? <laughs> yeah, like, like since geez. Police Academy, what did he do? He He's yeah. work, freelancing as security systems, I think. Like, as serious? the actual no, security no, systems. That's wow. Yeah, yeah, no, he'll he'll sleep on your couch, okay. and if someone breaks in, he will... <laughs> Yikes. The worst. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. Uh, I'm sure he does some kind of voice acting I'm not aware of. I I, I bet. He threw some beep sweet just, in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, just that Spaceballs uh, themed kids parties. Because those are also very popular these days. <laughs> hey, Spaceballs made a comeback. Remember WonderCon? There was a dark, dark helmet there. So. I know oh, David yeah. remembers that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so so you liked Injustice, though. Or you like it so far. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm almost done with it. Do you feel like it's a rental, though, or do you feel like it's a full purchase? Um, I think you could rent it. Okay. Yeah. I will probably do that <laughs> uh, whenever it actually gets to the red box. Um, but yeah, so, you, so you've played that. Anyone else play anything interesting? David just beat something. Oh. Did you beat yeah. Sonic Generation? For, for what it's worth, the Sonic uh, the Sonic journey is officially over. Woo-hoo. Yeah, it's, that'd be done. I Actually... Literally, like, as we were just about to start the podcast, I beat it. Oh, I was like, I was playing it, and then I beat it. And right now, I'm staring at my TV with the the hit X to see the next thing oh. thing on the screen, so I can watch the ending once this podcast is over. Okay, <laughs> maybe, maybe next week we'll have to discuss like what what your feelings were about the game then, or your oh, whole yeah. experience. That should be oh like the song. Oh, watch out, guys! This will be this will be the. <laughs> The Sonic week next week. <laughs> I'll have to put I something together episode. at some point. We should, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's cool. So you, you you actually got a lot done then. Um, done. What about you, Knox? Did you play anything interesting? Uh, not anything new, but 
don't know. Colin gave me faster than light, and I've been enjoying that. So. Oh yeah, I I still haven't played that. Uh, it's actually it was, it was when I first like tried it out. I wasn't that impressed by it, but it's bizarrely addictive, and it has a lot more depth to it than I initially thought it would. So. Mm. It's uh, I don't normally do the real time sort of approach to games. I'm not, I'm not big on real time strategy or anything like that, but it's implemented really well, I thought, and it's not like always, you know, real time, which is refreshing because that gets exhausting for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, if you know, I have if to you're try at all it interested, it, it was it's pretty affordable. So it's because it's like a little indie game, right? So it's yeah, not. Uh... Yeah. It's got you know, it's got kind of a roguelike characteristic to it. So cool. It's it's roguelike in space, which is whatever I know. Like recycling in space is pretty much a trope or a cliche or whatever at this point, but it works. Okay, uh, and so I <laughs> I've been waiting to lead up to this. Actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have these guys watch the Far Cry Three Blood Dragon trailer, and then I'm going to talk about it in like two seconds. So I'm going to do like time time elapse here. All right, so everyone's seen the trailer, and I'm going to post it in the in the show notes just so, in case you haven't seen it, you should see it. Um, Fair warning, though, there is no Jimi Hendrix involved. So. Yes, no, but that there's power. Glow. Well, not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like um, off my list. <laughs> Far Cry Far Cry Three Blood Dragon is a standalone game, which at first I was assuming it was like a DLC, like you would have to have Far Cry Three, yeah. but you don't, which is nice. So, um, and I think, like, I got it on Steam, so Steam obviously has the best graphics, uh, PC, <laughs> PC, <laughs> um, but it, it, it was only about two or three gigs, so it's not, it's not overly big, um, but I don't know if it's because I'm an 80s kid or, or what, but the whole crazy nostalgia behind it, like, um, the, uh, the, the, like, 8-bit looking cutscenes that they do, and uh, the super retro 80s like uh, synthesized music like actually gets you kind of pumped when you're playing it and, and all like the um, they do a lot of like old catchphrases and references to old 80s things like when you mush that all together it actually makes the game way more entertaining than the real Far Cry 3 game Nice. And, I mean, from the trailer, it's probably not that hard to believe it, right? Yeah. No, uh, it's it, looks, awesome. it, was, it was a pretty cool trailer, I have yeah. to say. And uh, not to, to... The trailer's a little deceptive, because just like Far Cry 3, if you want to play things stealthily, it still lets you do that. But it, I found myself... Because I play FPS... Uh, stealth FPS games, like, really stealthy. Like, extremely stealthy. But with this game, you can still do stealth, and occasionally, like, I still felt like I wanted to just, like, go... Aah! And then blow people away. Actually, when you get the minigun, he literally does go ah! like when you <laughs> rev it up. Like he'll just yell as long as you're using it. It's pretty funny. But um, as an '80s homage here, unless the movie had the word ninja in the title, in the '80s nothing was stealthy. Okay, well, nothing says stealth throw, in the '80s action movies. For one of his takedowns, he actually does throw a ninja star at somebody. So nice. <laughs> there is some ninja. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. And the, the whole thing of like, especially in the 80s, how everyone wanted to do like the half man, half machine thing. Yeah. And they do the extreme where he's like, oh, you got one robotic eye, like the Terminator. Actually, there's a track. One of the tracks in the soundtrack sounds like the f- original Terminator like theme. But yeah, I caught that. Yeah. Just different enough that they don't get into trouble, I guess. Um, 
But yeah, and he's got his cybernetic arm, and, he, and they always have, he actually has a cutscene where he refers to like, uh, you know, oh, I, you know how they used to do that in those movies where, um, the, the main character would always kind of be tormented about like, am I really a man? You know, because I'm, I'm part machine. You very, know? very Robocop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And you always have that one girl or whatever character that's like, no, you're all man. And it's like, okay. They, they, they hit all the bases. Like they all, they got all the, really the checklist. They got everything perfect. Um, there was actually a discussion with, I forgot the name of the guy, but one of the leads that developed this game, the standalone game, um, saying that uh, the game's been well received and maybe there's a potential that they could continue further with it, which I would love. I'd love to play a sequel. It's really entertaining. Well, yeah, do you want to hear the worst uh, deceptive title here? Michael Bean confirms potential Blood Dragon sequel. Oh, right. That was that might have been one of the articles I read. He just said basically he was saying positive things about the experience and the guy that I'm mentioning that I can't remember his name, uh, the lead guy, saying how like that Dean Evans. Dean Evans, yeah, he should totally get another game because you know this this would lead itself well into sequel. But then the title of that article makes it sound like they've already yeah. got one confirms potential. That's yeah, a... confirms potential. <laughs> yeah. Very. It's like jumbo shrimp, okay? It's like <laughs> But uh, yeah, it, what I was trying to tell my my coworkers is, that it's so weird that I had a better time playing this standalone version than I had playing the actual, oh, excuse me, the actual Far Cry Three game. And I think by, way back several episodes ago, where I did talk about my experience playing Far Cry Three, it was the 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 big disconnect I had being me as the gamer and that character that's supposed to be the player character being this stupid like 21 year old with a faux hawk and having a bunch of douchey 21 year old friends and <laughs> to save them and you know it's like like rich entitled kid getting tossed into a um tossed on an island and they actually make a reference in this game that uh if you you can overhear you know enemies like if you're being stealthy and one of them is is making a reference to Far Cry 3, saying, "Yeah, I could do that total thing like that. That white guy saving. Um, he didn't say it exactly this way, but it's that uh, that trope of like white guy comes in and saves all, all these tribal like people yeah, from yeah. something. <laughs> it's like that's the, one of the worst tropes. And the Far Cry 3 totally does it because you liberate all these like." Uh, ex-tribal camp so that these tribal forces can come back in and take over the places and they're like yeah to the, whatever your guy's name is I forgot Jason or whatever um, and I hated that character because he would be so stupidly angsty and say like oh I don't know if I could do this and I don't like how like I'm becoming kind of dark and and like uh, he would hallucinate because there's drugs all over the, the island and um, he would uh, that the main guy that they always show, Voss, with the big mohawk, the creepy guy, the one that goes, "Do you know the definition of insanity?" That that guy, um, uh -huh. he uh, he would constantly kind of poke at you and say like, "Oh, you're going crazy too. You're becoming just like me." Blah blah blah, which was kind of a lame plot point because it didn't really go anywhere. Um, but whenever they did that kind of stuff, and your main character would be like, "No, I'm not going to be this," I'm like, "No, I am," because I just killed like five fucking towns of like enemies like I'm pretty bloodthirsty <laughs> and you need to act like I'm acting because there's a crazy disconnect between the story me and the me me you know that's actually playing the game but the best part about Blood Dragon 
is that uh, this your your main character, uh, what's his name, Rex Power Colt. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Right. He used to be just Rex Colt, but then he upgraded to Rex Power Colt. Uh, he loves killing stuff. So it's like every now and then you kill something, you'll be like fuck yeah or like you know like typical <laughs> 80s catchphrases like see you later like he said blow me so i did <laughs> like you know <laughs> grenade <laughs> i have come here to chew bubble gum yeah, yeah. exactly like, he says all that stuff and you're causing crazy chaos everywhere even if you're stealthy you're killing massive amounts of people <laughs> so there's no disconnect there because you're totally in tune with this dude when you're playing the game and i think that's one of the things that makes blood dragon so fucking effective as a as a standalone i just wish it was longer if you don't do it has the ga same gameplay um things that uh, far cry 3 has where you know you have all the fortresses that are owned by the enemy and you can take them over and then the little nerdy scientist guys come in and take it over so there's 13 of those and i of course the first thing i did after i did my first story mission is i just took over all those 13 places <laughs> that takes a decent chunk of time but the story missions themselves are pretty short so if you skipped all the um taking over those places and just did the story missions it's not going to be a very long game for you so i recommend to get the most out of it do all the missions, do the little side mission things that open up once you liberate a place, because those are good, they give you upgrades. You can get a sniper rifle that upgrades to explosive ammo. <laughs> so you're just like essentially firing fucking instantly exploding like grenades, <laughs> explosions, uh, uh, ammo, which is really satisfying. It's probably the best weapon in the game. Like you would think the sniper rifle is kind of shitty at first, but once you upgrade it, no, it's the best weapon. Um, but yeah, I, I can't say enough about how fun it is. I was really pleased. Like, I got it on a whim, because the trailer was funny, right? Uh, and I was like, oh, this is this is only 15 bucks. That's a good waste of time. And wow, what a great waste of time it is. <laughs> so, that, wait, that, that's a good... I'm trying to say that as a good thing. Yeah. You may not tell good thing. Um, yeah, so that's... Uh, I guess that's all of our, our gaming experiences this past week, week and yeah. a half. That's pretty good. We all had a pretty wide variety of games. <laughs> I think that bodes well. I mean, you know how every other episode we kind of go like, oh no, game industry. But at least this time, oh. game, games won, right? Oh, Colin's not here. Yeah, Colin's yeah, another just... week. He'll be back. <laughs> That's the secret. Because we <laughs> all seem to have pretty positive gaming experiences this week. So, hmm, we didn't get mad at video games. So. Oh boy. What oh, boy. David, can you do your... <laughs> I think that was a one-time uh, oh. spontaneous. Yeah, I can't. I can't top myself on that one. <laughs> yeah, nope. it's I'll a, never live up to that one spontaneous Colin moment. That was a, that was a good one too. If you <laughs> can figure out how to imitate Colin, we gotta we gotta do that. We'll all we'll all do our best Colin impression one time. We'll just all be Colin in an episode. God, but no. Ooh, that'd be good. The all Colin episode. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Or it'll just be like a little subset, like a, a five-minute intro where everybody's calling and then... <laughs> but see, then people would stop listening. <laughs> Who's just <laughs> five minutes? Nobody. Uh, yeah. She doesn't mean people would stop listening because Colin's bad or anything. There just needs to be balance, is what she's <laughs> exactly. trying to say. We each have a different facet that we contribute to this podcast, and, and he contributes that, and we contribute... <laughs> 
other things. <laughs> Contributes to the hate. Yeah, yeah. I am the flame. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's pretty good. Um, Very so good. It's our show for this week. Pretty, pretty diverse. Uh, thank you once again for listening to us. If you have any game discussion you'd like to talk about or, or what game you've been playing the past uh, one to two weeks that you've really enjoyed, send us an email at nameofgamepodcast at gmail.com. We'll be happy to discuss it. Or uh, if you have any issues with the games we did play, uh, you can also email us as well. Uh, we also have a Facebook group in the name of game where we regularly post funny little game-related tidbits and news and that kind of thing. Uh, you can kind of sometimes tell who's posting what <laughs> from, from the comments. <laughs> there. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, we have a Twitter, although I really just use the Twitter for posting our new episodes. We also have, of course, our website in the name of game.com where you can listen to this episode and all our previous episodes, as well as check out our show notes um, and additional like supplemental uh, links and that sort of thing. Um, if you don't want any of that stuff, we are also on iTunes. You can just subscribe to us on iTunes and just get our episodes that way. And thank you very much to all the people that have been leaving uh, very kind uh, reviews and votes, or uh, little stars, on our iTunes page. It's very helpful. Uh, we got Actually, we I think we're all five-starred right now, so that's really cool. I'm nice. glad you guys like our show. Uh, one star for each host. <laughs> a negative one for Colin? No. Uh, oh, goodness. Um, I, I'm too mean. I'm sorry. I feel bad. Anyway. We'll have to apologize to him when we all go to Disneyland to get... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> He's going to be so mad listening to this episode. <laughs> anyway, but thank you guys again for listening. Uh, enjoy your games this week, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 you, Colin. Be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't.